This portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by Lawn Doctor, your best lawn ever guaranteed. And I can tell you with my own experience what a fantastic job they did and have done with my lawn. The easiest thing to do is log on to their website. It's LawnDoctor.com. LawnDoctor.com. Put in your zip code, your best lawn ever guaranteed it's lawn doctor of rhode island you can call them 401-392-1025 but log on to their website lawndoctor.com you're listening to the john DePietro show folks weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com well on the national front it is now expected, and I am surprised at this because I would think they'd want to wait a little bit longer, but it would seem now that President Biden is set to announce that he will seek re-election. There's several things that surprise me about this. Number one, as we know, obviously, there's, there's problems in the world. Uh, there's problems with Russia. There's problems with China. Um, there's certainly a lot of problems with that. There's problems within the government. The economy is underperforming, to say the least. You still have problems at the border. And something else that is developing is that Hunter Biden may actually now end up actually getting indicted and facing some very, very serious charges. So now President Biden, I mean, let's face it, he would also be 82 years old in going into his second term and be 86 should in fact he complete it i think this is a mistake because i also think this is going to set up a very nice line of attack of republicans arguing that his whole plan is to hand it off to kamala harris his vp now whether or not he replaces her i think he is stubborn i think he's ornery and i don't think he's even going to do that so um I think it's a problem for the Democrat Party. I think you have several people that have been jockeying to try to get themselves in position. A, if Harris is knocked off the ticket, or B, if he doesn't run again. And most notably, obviously the vice president, who is completely underwhelmed, that Mayor Pete, who is just a completely empty suit. Senator Amy Klobuchar, not a huge fan, not a huge fan. Did well, though, did well in 2020. And certainly would be one of the people you think might run again. Bernie Sanders hasn't even gone away yet. Sure, he's saying, hey, I'm 80. And if Biden's going to run, then I'll run. Um, But then you have Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. Again, I want to explain. I'm saying who I believe would run and be considered a serious contender. It doesn't mean I would vote for them. And then the other person I believe cannot be ignored. And that is, in fact, former... Rhode Island Governor, now Commerce Secretary, Gina Raimondo, who has certainly been positioning herself. So I want to um, also, folks, just touch on the fact. Now, as I mentioned, this situation with Hunter Biden, I mean, how does they completely underestimate? I mean, do they underestimate how much that would play? Next week, he may make his reelection announcement. Now, that could also be a trial balloon. That could be a trial balloon. They want to see how people are going to react to that. So there's that. Apparently, there's also been a spike among Dems who say they would back him. But in a poll that just came out, Wall Street Journal poll, Biden-DeSantis matchup, DeSantis wins. Hypothetical matchup. Biden-Trump matchup, Biden wins. But as we've talked about, President Trump continues to be very strong in the polls and his pack in the way that they are attacking governor DeSantis is getting even stronger as a matter of fact so as a matter of fact now the latest they've been running these very kind of uh, demeaning so to speak insulting ads about governor DeSantis but this latest one in the headline Trump's new DeSantis attack ad is a lot more than just pudding so they had this thing where he is literally using his fingers to uh, eat pudding, but it, 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 is, um, it is unusual 
I think even it's making some people uncomfortable how aggressive that President Trump is, in fact, going after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who, who remains, who remains, you know, uh, very, very popular in Florida. You know, I'm looking at some of the latest um, news ratings. Boy, ABC News with David Muir, number one. This is amongst, listen to some of these numbers. Most watch, 7.5 million. 60 minutes, still very strong. 7.3 million. I also want to remind people, these are these are the top shows the week of 418, April 18th. So what's, or the night, excuse me, um, Sunday night. What's also interesting about this is, keep in mind, Star Trek was canceled. Star Trek was canceled because it only had 10 million viewers. But NBC Nightly News Lester Holt, 6 million viewers. How about this? CBS Sunday Morning, 795. CBS Nora O'Donnell Evening News, 4,300,000. You know, they are 3 million behind ABC Nightly News with David Muir. Tucker Carlson. 3,200,000. Good Morning America, 3 million. The Five on Fox, 3 million. CBS Face the Nation, 2.8 million. NBC Today Show, 2.7 million. This Week with George Stephanopoulos, 2.5 million. NBC's MSNBC Maddow, 2.4 million. You know, she actually beat Hannity. NBC Meet the Press, 2.4 million. Jesse Waters, 2.3 million. CBS Morning Show, 2.2 million. Fox and Friends, 1.5 million. Gutfeld, 1.7 million. Laura Ingram, 1.7 million. How about this one? Mark Levin on Fox, 1.3 million. Bongino, that has now been canceled by Fox, one point, about 1 million. And then CNN, Jake Tate, uh, Jack Tate, Jake Tapper, toy boat, 900,000. So that's aggregated viewers of 418, 418, which was Tuesday night. So, well, folks, um, but that is, I think that is something to watch. I'm still, if he announces, if, if President Biden announces for re-election, and I, 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 maybe it is stubbornness. Maybe he and the first lady have decided, no, we're going to, we're going to do it. I, I think it really sets up in motion. Um, I, I don't think that's good for President Trump because I think most people would agree that President Biden is very beatable, but with the right type of candidate. The one person that seems to have a problem with him is President Trump. President Trump if you believe the polls, now I recognize a lot of people don't believe the polls, but if you believe uh, the polls, President Trump has a problem and loses to President Biden. So I think a big question that's going to pop up for people is going to be, is that how are people so all in with President Trump? that they are, in fact, willing to once again lose the White House. Um, I, I don't think they are. Now, I also, as I have said, I'm not convinced that Governor DeSantis has closed the deal. There's someone to watch. I was reading an article about former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, and he is now really weighing a run in, run in the race, but... Something else that he, he also completely dismissed, which I agree. And it was I was speaking with someone who was saying that they think that Christie would act as almost like an assassin for DeSantis. And I, I don't agree with that. And um, not only do I, I not agree with it, but Christie completely shut that down outright. And th there's, there's nothing to suggest that if he were going to get in the race, if anything, he's also been very critical of Governor DeSantis. So now the first debate of the Republicans is coming up in August. 
in August. So there's still plenty of time. I think May and June is when you're going to start to see some people, whether or not they're in fact going to jump in. We're hearing that Mike Pompeo, former CIA director, former Secretary of State, I, I think I've read that he's having second thoughts. But he seemed fully built and geared up to run. But you don't know until they pull the trigger. DeSantis has not pulled the trigger. Now, then you also have, it sounds like, the governor of Virginia, Governor Glenn Youngkin, is deciding not to. I think some some of the candidates, and, and you could put Youngkin in that pool, uh, they may have political ambition, presidential ambition, but if they're going to, maybe you just sit it out one one. Why why not wait and see how the dust settles and clears regarding the Trump presence? Folks, without question, President Trump remains the eight hundred pound gorilla. He sucks all the year out of the room. He gets all the attention. It's very difficult, if not impossible, for other candidates that have announced that they're running to try to get any type of attention. When's the last time you saw any news on Nikki Haley? Governor Christie, Chris Christie, is going to give another speech in New Hampshire. So he seems like he's trying to maybe nail that down, see if he could get some support. He did give a speech up there recently. It sounds like he's going to return to New Hampshire to do it. Governor of New Hampshire is another one to watch. But former Vice President Mike Pence still has not formally made the announcement. But Nikki Haley... You don't see her getting any press. Asia Hutchinson that announced. You don't see him getting any press. And it all seems, even if they get an interview, even if they score an interview, meaning if they can get someone to agree to put on an interview with them in prime time, all the questions seem to just be asking them about President Trump. So as I have said, I believe what some people underestimate is this is almost like running against an incumbent president. If you want to run in a Republican primary, it's almost as if President Trump is in office and now you're challenging the incumbent. He's that he's that popular. He's that strong. He garners that much attention, that much press coverage. He's not going away. And it's going to be an uphill battle for anyone to try to even just attempt to get some coverage. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Get your driveway paved. J. Perry Paving. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating. Call for a free estimate today, 401 732 1730 j perry paving hey learn about the benefits of asphalt paving whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway it's affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing asphalt can be recycled reused j perry paving a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs no matter how big how small contact them today for a free quote 401 732-1730. What a difference it makes for your driveway, for your business, parking lot. J, letter J, J Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Online at jperrypaving.com and look for them on Facebook. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. It's time for our legal segment. Joining us right now, he is our legal expert, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys, and his attorney, Tim Dodd. And Tim, the trial that never was is still very significant. to hear your thoughts on this. Just Well, you and I had talked about it, and we both... I think we're on the same page saying that Fox was really up against it. There's no way they could take this to trial. But what a, uh, a stunning turn of developments just as the trial was set to begin. And then we learn about this incredible settlement. Yes, John, it, it is. It's it's a um, monumental settlement. It is a major case regarding, you know, the 
the confluence of First Amendment rights versus what can be defamatory in you know the media setting, be it newspapers, be it television. Um, Fox had no choice but to settle this case. And, you know, the old adage is cases settle on the courthouse steps. Well, that's virtually what happened here. Um, the judge had um, let the parties keep talking for an extra day, but had impaneled a jury. And in the morning, he said, okay, we're going to have opening statements at 1.30 this afternoon. And between nine in the morning and one thirty, the judge said the case is settled. So negotiations went on literally um, right up until the start time of um, really getting into this trial. Fox had no choice. Re they really didn't. Based upon the judge's uh, pretrial rulings, recalling that there were cross motions for summary judgment, Fox had a motion for summary judgment saying that, you know, everything they did was protected under um, the First Amendment and that Dominion couldn't show that Fox intended to cause actual harm. And again, I think the best analogy is to recall what happened in the case that Sarah Palin brought against the New York Times. In that case, the judge determined that Sarah Palin really couldn't show that the Times intended actual, uh, proceeded with actual malice intending to cause her harm. You know, they had a series of witnesses come in, the Times did saying, oh, I thought that this was going to be proofread by this person, and I thought this was going to be, you know, looked over by the copy editor. And everyone pointed fingers at everyone else saying this was all just a big screw up and not an intentional act of actual malice. In this case, that would have been a much harder um, row for Fox News to hoe based upon all the pretrial discovery. The Dominion right. lawyers did a great job in their pretrial discovery. They got all sorts of internal communications between you know, the, the main nighttime anchors, what they were yeah. saying and doing on the air versus what they were saying and doing behind the scenes. So it's clear that the Fox anchors went on the air knowing that they were perpetrating things that were unprovable, knowingly false. And um, it certainly caused Fox a lot of embarrassment as the Dominion team would put out into the general media all of these embarrassing things they were uncovering about Fox. So Fox got sued for a million, excuse me, for a billion six. They yep. settled for 787.5 million. Um, does that really buy them their peace? However, no, it, it doesn't. Um, nor does it help others who are in the same boat. Remember, I mean, Fox was the big fish that um, Dominion was was hunting for, right? But Dominion also sued uh, Newsmax. They yeah. sued One America and yeah. other conservative news outlets that were putting forth the same stories. Fox can survive the financial hit, even though it's a, it's an enormous number. Um, these other um, smaller. Um, conservative news outlets. I, I, one wonders if they will be able to sustain uh, what's coming their way, right? Because the, the 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 matrix of how this case is going to go has largely been set by what happened here with Fox. If Fox Kim, yeah, there's, there's speculation that Newsmax and One America that they're, they're going to fold. They're not going to be able to. No, I mean, they're, 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 there's just no way. No, and they were probably hanging back, seeing if Fox would have taken this all the way to trial. Sure. Probably lose a trial, take an appeal, and hope yeah. to, to tip the verdict on, um, on appeal. Then Newsmax and One America could have kind of drafted in behind Fox to see what was going to happen. So, yeah, those two um, entities are probably doomed. But yeah. 
Fox is not out of the woods, John, because no. there's also a lawsuit very similar in nature, which was filed by Smartmatic, which was right. a competing um, um, election software company uh, that competed with Dominion. Now, Smartmatic um, was similarly um, impugned and excoriated uh, on Fox News, much like Dominion. Smartmatic doesn't get as much attention as the Dominion case, because obviously Dominion came first. Yep. And Smartmatic's um, uh, software was utilized largely in California, and specifically, I think, in um, Los Angeles County. So one might think, well, the damages aren't as great, but Smartmatic is huge around the world. They're, they're like in something like 50 countries doing their um, election uh, software. So Smartmatic saying, you know, we've been impugned around the world. We lost business around the world, not just in the U.S. Um, Dominion is sued for a billion six. Uh, Smartmatic sued for like two billion eight or something. Oh. So I don't know where the metrics are financially, but if fox settled with dominion fox is now out there saying well we're going to defend the case against smartmatic you know to the hilt no they're not they're going to no. wind up settling they're going to have yes. to because yeah. you can't put um laura ingram and tucker carlson and hannity Harry, on the stand yeah. you can't put um the murdochs on the stand i mean it's just an unsustainable situation they're going to have to take the hit in, but further John, in addition to the Smartmatic case, which is coming up, um, hasn't yet, there's been no trial date set, but it's coming. It's like a train that's coming right at Fox. Um, there's also shareholder suits. People who right. are stockholders in the Fox News Corporation, they're suing Fox saying all of this activity, which Fox knew about, has impacted the value of our stock and we're suing stock because your conduct, your knowing conduct, has caused stockholders to suffer harm. So this is a, um, a problem that's going to keep on giving Fox News problems going forward. Um, I think they survive. I think they're sufficiently financially capitalized that they can survive the, the hits that are coming their way. But... Um, I guess the only thing they maybe do is save their viewership because viewers of Fox will probably want to keep watching despite what happened in this Dominion case. But um, uh, it's a really, really bitter financial pill that Fox is swallowing now. And I think if they went to trial, they would have lost. I, I think they yeah. were doomed. You know, it's interesting, Tim Dodd, in a way, by settling – and boom, Newsmax and One America up next. In some way, it's almost, as I look at it, it's a way to rid, rid your competition because they were waiting in the balance for this to go to trial. They maybe could have improved their case and defense based on how Fox did. And then, you know, if Fox had prevailed, then that would have been better for them. If not, you're right, they probably would have appealed. If you're Newsmax and One America, maybe you're thinking this is several years down the pike. Instead, by them settling, suddenly now, you know, they just, Dominion goes right after those two. And so they're next in the frying pan. Yep. Yep. The future yeah. is now for those those entities. Right. Um, and, and they hoped that this would have ground on in the court system for years between a trial and appeals. And yeah all of the heavy lifting would have been done on Fox's dime with Fox's right. lawyers paying, you know, the attorney's fees and one America and Newsmax would have been on the sidelines, watching the action, waiting to see what happened. So they, huh. they're in trouble. Uh, folks, quick break, much more ahead. Our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro show. Get the most of your outdoor space with Limitless Outdoors. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors, they specialize in patios, walkways, 
steps. They did a fantastic job on my outside steps. Outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation. Call Limitless Outdoors today. Let's dream, build, and enjoy. 401 580 1852 based in smithfield limitless outdoors they also do indoor fireplaces or outdoor fireplaces limitless outdoors call them today free quote get the most of your outside you're gonna love what they can do for you 401-580-1852 401-580-1852 limitless outdoors dream build enjoy We're speaking with our legal expert, it's attorney Tim Dunn. Tim, I want to stay on the Fox settlement. You know, I saw I just started to read uh the negotiator that they located and negotiated this settlement. He was actually on a river cruise in Budapest. His name is yes. Chase Fees, the 70-year-old guy. Obviously, very good at what he does. He took the assignment, jumped in motion. Um, and then but he had a great quote saying. When, when you when the trial begins and there's the jury, the jurors were served one meal, by the way, just that Monday afternoon lunch, because then the Tuesday it was settled, said that's when it gets real when you look at the people that could decide your fate. So as much as Tim Dodd, you and I have covered this, but all the blustering beforehand, when then it's real and now the trial's underway and and there's one point six billion on the line, it's um, it is really incredible how much they were able to pull this thing together well and apparently the the individual who served as a mediator you're right yeah. he was he was going down the danube or he was in um i think he was in budapest but yeah. um bucharest maybe yeah but I, any, you're right you're right but in, any event, in any event he was reading briefs and memos on his smartphone. He had like, he was on vacation yeah. and he, he took this assignment and, you know, there were several components to getting this case to settle. Obviously Fox wanted to pay as little as possible and um, Dominion wanted as much money as possible. But the one thing Dominion really didn't get, and I think they took more money and less on the apology front. Dominion was looking for a really strong apology right. um, from Fox, which you know would give them a moral victory, and it would probably also help them with present and future customers. Saying, "Well, Fox apologized. You know, we did nothing wrong, and life, you know, then goes forward." So Fox never gave the apology the way Dominion was looking for. And maybe if Fox had been willing to apologize more specifically, they would have paid less money. But that was the balancing act that the mediator right. was working on. The money side and the mea culpa side of this thing. And he accomplished apparently in about 24 hours what the parties couldn't do amongst themselves and couldn't do with the judge. I guess the yeah. judge was really strong arming both sides saying, you got to settle this thing. You got to settle this thing. He couldn't get it done, the judge. Um, but someone had the epiphany to bring in this, you know, very seasoned mediator who in 24 hours got the job done. And I, to your point, that's also the kind of the benefit of the pressure that comes upon both parties when it's time to tee it up and actually start presenting evidence in front of a jury. You know, all the pretrial talk and discussion and posturing and bluffing and blustering, that all kind of evaporates when you're in the room and you're about to tee it up. And Tim Dodd, I just want to follow up on that. It also, I think, shows Rupert Murdoch uh, or whoever at Fox made the decision, but they knew ultimately it was seemingly for their brand worth it to pay more as opposed to, you know, maybe Dominion wanted every hour and Tucker Carlson has to read an honor apology and Hannity has to read an honor apology. I, I think it's interesting that Fox, number one, they settled, now puts pressure on its competitors. Number two, that was something, a bridge they just were not going to cross of, I'd rather pay more as opposed to having the talent taken on the chin and, because those videos would, you know, be run every hour on their competitors. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's not a surprising conclusion to the case um, that Fox settled. I, I don't think they ever had a real choice. Yeah. Um, when you look at all of the factors that go into this, you know, avoiding the on-air apology or the print apology, um, it's kind of a significant victory from Fox's perspective. I, I agree with you because Tucker Carlson apologizing, oh. you know, MSNBC would run that every hour yeah. on the hour for the 100%. rest of its existence. Right. And, and just a final note, uh, there are a lot of people on the left and on the mass media that are disappointed that Dominion did settle. But And I want people to be clear about this, Tim Dodd, because I'm already getting email from people. Well, they're going to appeal. And there's, Tim Dodd, there's no, just if you could set the record straight, there's no appeal. There's no appeal here. Fox can't six months from now say on second thought, which we want our money back. We're not, this, this that's it. This The appeal comes on if there's been a trial. Yes, there's no appeal. This is the end of the case. An appeal occurs if there is an ultimate decision by a jury um, one way or another, and the appeal is based upon um, your allegation that the judge made mistakes in accepting evidence or keeping evidence out um, or instructions which were um, incorrect, which led the jury to an incorrect conclusion, it's those types of things which would be appellate issues after trial. Once the case is settled, that's the end of the case. It's over. Hindsight 2020. But if we could take attorney Dodd and put you at Fox in November of 2020 and the situation that was going on. And I think, Tim Dodd, we learned a lot from those text messages of, you know, Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, the three of them were in a text chain. Um, it, 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 to me, it was very obvious that it started election night when Fox called Arizona and that set off the team Trump. Then, you know, coupled with the fact that Biden was basically announced the winner of the election, Newsmax was on the scene. But if we were to inject you into that situation and, and it, it seemed like a full fledged panic. Um, but what what should have been the message to the media because as you to excuse me to fox because tim todd you and i have talked about there was sydney powell that famous line on with lou dobbs we're going to release the kraken i mean they came out of the box that um and one of them was i, I forget where but i was watching they were showing rudy giuliani on saying like oh yeah and then it would flip 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 all the biden the trump votes into biden votes what what would if you know could have been injected back into the into that situation what would have been the legal uh, advice or should have been the gauntlet thrown down on the talent uh, during that time. I mean, hindsight being perfect would have been yeah. to, for to little um, in, introductory comments saying we can't verify this. This is information that's being alleged by Rudy Giuliani. Okay. We can't vouch for its credibility, but he is saying blah blah blah, or the same thing about Sidney Powell. Yeah. But, and in the early days, when um, Sidney Powell said, we're going to release the Kraken, I mean, the media sat up and take notice. Wow, yeah. maybe she's got it. And then she started whiffing in every court, in every state that she went into. And I remember early on, um, Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, Yes, he had like this broadcast where he said, well, here's the vote totals from Arizona per the Dominion you know, software, and he'd recite a number. And then he'd say, you know, we audited that number, and it's actually this. And if you recall, in every state, he was putting off these numbers that, you know, Trump had actually won this state and actually won that state. Yeah, I don't know where he was getting his yeah. numbers from. And, you know, was that something newsworthy to report that, uh, you know, this guy Lindell had commissioned a study and that the vote totals were wrong? I guess you can report that another person did a study, a forensic study, and that that study allegedly came up with a different number. Um, 
by the way, I think Mike Lindell is still in trouble too because he's been sued by yeah. Dominion and by Smartmatic. So in addition wow. to One America and like OAN, you got guys like Lindell who is right in the crosshairs at this point yeah. because he put forth all kinds of um, information, which I don't think he can back up. But yeah, there should have been a, a, a disclaimer, if you will, saying we can't verify this. This is what's being stated by Sidney Powell, and she's yep. saying this, and we can't verify this, and we have not independently corroborated that it's true, but Rudy Giuliani is saying that. But when the um, on-air personality started talking about these things as fact, that Dominion did these things, and that their software was compromised, and here's how they did it, you know, they they were in the soup at that point yeah and it, it just final note you know it's interesting tim dodd there was someone at fox that did that and that was neil cavuto who you know he was the one saying all right let's pull out of this press of this jenna ellis she she has nothing to back up what they're saying here there, there was some restraint in the building uh but the, i think those text messages that show that there was actually kind of a a panic and they were in a box and they didn't want to lose, you know, as Sean Hannity said, 30 years of a product or whatever it is, 25 down the drain. It, 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 it is sad. They, they kind of went along with the mob, seeming like, yeah, we're with you. They stole it. But I think it, it, just a the final note, they could have raised questions about, I think, some of the mail ballots things. But it was the full-fledged war against Dominion and Smartmatic. That, that's what – it's one thing to say this questionable voting in various states, which I think – is fair but when you targeted the machines that to me was the the bridge of you know there were actual machines that were flipping votes and obviously none of that was was ever proven not even remotely close but i think what would have really hurt um, fox in front of a jury is you know the cynical nature of their decision as to what to broadcast because although the these uh, news uh, personalities were behind the scenes, you know, scoffing at the facts that were being alleged against Dominion. They're also saying, well, we got to worry about our stock price and we're going to lose viewers if we don't keep feeding them the red meat that they want to hear. So they kind of knew that they were um, dissembling incorrect information in an effort to retain viewers and keep their stock price up. And when you get into that, Okay. Now there's a motive for right. misrepresenting to your viewers to keep them watching. And sure. I think a jury would have been um, highly insulted when all of that information was put before them. And I think they would have punished Fox financially, um, probably more so than what Fox was able to settle for. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. For over 125 years, Ameriprise Financial has provided advice for clients' unique goals, help millions of Americans retire on their terms. Now, as we're at the end of the year, beginning of a new year, why not take advantage of our free consultation? Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence, Put the strength of a leader in retirement planning to work for for you through a personal one-on-one relationship. Call Tom Bryan today, Ameriprise Financial Advisors, 401-434-1510. Get solid advice. Get a plan, whether it's for yourself, you and a spouse, maybe your children or grandchildren. Take advantage of this free consultation, Ameriprise Financial, 401 434 1510. Call right now, 401-434-1510. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisors. We're speaking with our legal expert. It's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, Channel 12 has uh, put out this, um, well, you know, a lot of the promos for it. I admit I was intrigued. I I watched it. And it's a Tim White package that nothing gets Tim White, but Clearly, someone handed him something because there's no one. Uh, FBI won't go on the record, and he got the, the chief of police and the mayor to sit down with him. But it has to do with these allegations of an investigation 
into Chief Perez, his family, his brothers on the force. Apparently, he has a nephew ran into some legal uh, legal problems. Um, uh, what are we to make of this this story that Channel Twelve has on the the chief of police in Providence? It's it's tough to say at this point. I mean, certainly it's a sensational um, set of facts that are being put forth. Yeah. You've got Chief Perez. He's got a brother on the force. The brother is in the narcotics unit. And um, lo and behold, these two brothers, the chief and his brother, who is also on the Providence Police Department, these guys have a nephew who is apparently one of the major um, drug dealers, distributors. Um, he's got like a national presence in terms of drug trafficking. That's the allegation that that's what's going on with this nephew. And the question becomes, how could these two police officers, the Perez brothers, be unaware that their nephew is this major drug dealer and apparently everybody knew it? And did anything happen internally at the Providence Police Department by these two police brothers to go easy or look the other way regarding nephews um, alleged um, drug dealing and drug trafficking um, activity. Now, it takes more than saying the nephew's gotten um, um, arrested for his drug dealing, drug trafficking. And look, because he's got two uncles who are cops, there has to be some shenanigans going on here. Um, that would require an internal investigation. I would presume the state police sooner or later is going to be injected into this to do the investigation into, you know, what did the Providence police know and when did they know it about this nephew? And specifically, what did the chief and his brother know, if anything, and when did they know it vis-a-vis -vis this nephew's alleged drug activity? Um, if they were looking the other way, if they were, you know, directing their subordinates to look the other way, um, is there a paper trail to that? Are there any officers who are currently on the force or retired who might say, you know, I was told to look to other cases? I mean, we don't know yet. I mean, so we've got these sensational um, set of facts, which would tend people to um, tend to have people raising questions about what's going on at the police department. And you've got a brand new chief. Apparently, however, Oscar Perez, when he was interviewing with Brett Smiley, um, divulged, Hey yeah. man, you know, this is going on. This is my nephew and this is what's happening. Um, so he didn't try to hide it from Brett Smiley, which I guess is to his credit. Um, because if Smiley didn't know and it appoint and appointed point. Um, Perez yeah. the chief, and then this blew up, um, he'd have very good reason to be extremely ticked off. So if Perez is putting it out front in the first instance, one would think that he's got nothing to hide, or he would never have put his, himself in a position to uh, make a run at becoming chief in the first place if he knew that this was going to blow up. So it's a sensational story, but I don't know if it has legs, John. Yeah. Folks, again, we're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, this next story, and I, I had heard about it, and I was trying to find it. I couldn't find it when it was happening in real time. But what are we to make of this guy in West Warwick? He uh, is someone, I had a friend of his reach out to me saying he was minding his own business, making pipe bombs in his house. And the next thing you know, um, he's got state police and SWAT outside, and then they came and he's being charged if could you just touch on the legal element that it, it's not a matter of minding his own business this it, it, it's it's against the you know the the nature of breaking the law the crime of of making pipe bombs in your home well yes the crime of manufacturing uh these types of pipe bombs it's a felony in rhode island it's clearly yeah. against the law to be doing what he was doing 
the real question is, you know, the, the, the SWAT team and the state police, they all went in with a search warrant and they confiscated, I believe, two pipe bombs. The question is, what information did they have um, which would have led a judge to sign a warrant to conduct this search? I mean, was this individual bragging to friends that he was building pipe bombs? I mean, the cops just can't, on a hunch, go in there. They've right. got to have some credible facts, an informant, uh, someone who's provided information about this. So as a search and seizure um, issue, um, the issue will be what was the probable cause that the police had to conduct this raid in the first place. I presume they would have had a decent set of facts. Um, it's also interesting that this pipe bomb, alleged pipe bomb manufacturer um, bail was set at like $15,000 with surety and he came in with the 1500 bucks and said, here you go, I'm posting bail, see you later. So yeah. he's back out. Um, you know, normally the um, standard are regarding bail, is the defendant a flight risk or is the defendant a danger to the community? Um, I, I guess the, the court found he was a bit of a danger to the community because they did set a um, surety bail on him. So he just paid the money and said, here you go. And now he's out and he will... Um, go through the, the the criminal justice system, and I'm sure his counsel will be looking at the issues you and I are discussing right now. Was there probable yeah. cause? Um, you know, and and try to attack the search as being improperly performed or based on incorrect information. Is um, this a jail case? It depends on the guy's criminal record. If he's okay. got. Yeah, if he's got no criminal record, probably not, okay. um, unless there's something more. I mean, if we're going to find online that he's got these manifestos that he's going to plant <laughs> pipe bombs all over right. Rhode Island, that would be yes. something different. And, you know, who knows? I mean, people foolishly uh, put all sorts of things on social media. Sure. Um, you know, every one of these, you know, mass shootings, the shooter right. seems to have a manifesto. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Putting all this case, stuff in writing. Case we'll keep an eye on. Folks, again, it was who about the legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, the document league suspect briefly appeared in court. Something tells me that this is going to go on for, for quite some time. And I know he's young. And who knows? Sounds like the attention, uh, intention, I should say, was just to maybe impress his gamer friends. But... By all accounts, uh, this leaker, he's he seems to be in a significant amount of legal trouble. Oh, sure. I, I yeah. think that I, I think that based upon what he's been charged with, he's looking at a potential for 30 years in prison. Wow. Um, he has embarrassed the United States government. He has embarrassed specifically this administration. Um, he is not going to be cut any breaks within the legal system. Um, because of what he has done to, you know, damage our national security, embarrass us with our allies, um, embarrass us because our enemies have, you know, learned things that should have remained classified. Um, there's some segments of the public who are saying, well, this guy's a whistleblower. He put information out there. Uh, which undercuts the story that uh, the government is telling its citizens all the time. But um, what he did and how he did it, um, yeah. for sure, yep. he's going to do an extraordinary amount of time in jail. He's a yeah. young man, but um, he has to be made an example of. Yes. And, this, and this is the administration to make an example of its political enemies. So this guy's in a world of trouble. Tim Dodd, uh Police right now warning against driving after marijuana use. This is all tying in with the big 420. What what would be your advice to someone if, in fact, they are using some form of cannabis and they get pulled over by police? Because it's my understanding that police don't fully have technology yet to detect the way they do with a, a DUI. No, they don't. Now, what happens in the traditional case if it's before marijuana became the issue that it is, yeah, 
let's assume that you were driving erratically, you know, you were drifting into the breakdown lane, you were driving at night without your headlights, there was, you were speeding or you were going too slow. The cops now pull you over and they smell alcohol and um, they ask you to take field sobriety tests, which you do and you flunk. And then you refuse to submit to a breath test at the station. Well, you can be charged with refusal to take the breathalyzer, but you can also be charged with DUI um, on what we call an observation case. So yep. there's no chemical readings. We don't know what your blood alcohol level was, but based upon what the police observe about your conduct, your driving, your flunking of the field sobriety tests, um, you can be prosecuted for DUI with no... Um, scientific evidence. Now, with marijuana, there's several problems because with um, alcohol, we have a prescribed blood alcohol limit over which you are considered to be intoxicated. There's no standard with marijuana and there's no breathalyzer test, if you will, that can be conducted. You can, you know, in certain circumstances, um, wind up in the hospital and you can have blood taken, it's going to show potentially that you've got THC in your system. But again, there's no normative standard for how much is too much. Right. But what they do have now, these police departments are all getting um, officers whose job is much like with the um, alcohol DUIs, you know, sure. being trained to look for the appropriate clues, the same with marijuana. But these marijuana cases are much more difficult for police departments to prosecute versus the traditional DUIs for alcohol consumption. And as we've discussed before, it's like the state put the cart before the horse. They legalize yeah. marijuana before they figure out how to prosecute if marijuana was consumed to excess and then somebody gets behind the wheel. They're tough cases for police departments to prosecute. Yeah. Folks, again, he is our legal expert, attorney Tim Todd. Tim, excellent job as always, and we will talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. Remain healthy. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also look for her on Facebook, but call her 401-305-3585. You know the building. It's that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health. What do you find inside? Well, first of all, great service, great selection, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skincare. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585 diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant.